Break the Cycle with DSD, episode number four. Hey guys, welcome to the next show. Today we have with us Tracy Malone, who's going to talk to us about what she has going on to support the narcissistic abuse recovery community. Today we have with us Tracy Malone. Uh, I did do an interview with her um, about a year ago, and I thought it would be a good idea to revisit a conversation with her. And actually, this is a very timely conversation because uh, earlier in a live stream, someone was asking about uh, some uh, meetings or in-person type support, and she actually has a resource for that. So uh, Tracy Malone has a YouTube channel. If you're not familiar with that, check it out in the show notes and in the description. Uh, she just broke 5,500 subscribers today, so congratulations on that. She also runs the NarcissisticAbuse.com support uh, website, and that's a really excellent resource because it uh, consolidates information for all the different online and local and just anything narcissistic abuse recovery is consolidated there. She's been running that for a while. Uh, actually, I think I met her through that like a year and a half ago. Um, she also runs a podcast called Tracy A. Malone, Narcissistic Abuse Survivors. And the one thing I'm really looking forward to talking to her about today is she hosts a local monthly meeting in the Denver and Boulder, Colorado area. They sw she swaps off with the towns every other month. And uh, she's been doing that for a long time, and I really want to talk to her about that and how uh, other people can start to try to create meetings on their own. So, Tracy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Dwayne. I love being on your show. Yeah, it's been a while. I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, man, I need to talk to Tracy again. So I'm, I'm glad we were able to do that. So ju just as I mentioned in the introduction, uh, congratulations on 5.5 thousand subscribers. You know, I, I know it's not the million subscribers. It's not the gigantic stuff. But for the niche market we have, that's a really big milestone. So congratulations on that. Thank you. It was so exciting. I actually saw it um, 4,000. Well, I, I saw it with one left to go. And um, I put a thing on my Facebook group and said, I need one more follower. <laughs> and then I think I got two. That, that was funny because I actually saw that. I, I, I just got home and I was getting set up and I pull it up and I'm like, whoa, that's awesome. And then I, when I went to look, you were at 5,003 or 5,503. So, so yeah. that was pretty cool that I just happened to see you post that. That was pretty awesome. So, so on your YouTube channel, how long have you been running your YouTube channel? How long have you been doing that? Um, I have been doing my YouTube channel about two and a half years now. And um, I think I have over 300 videos. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And a lot of those guys are um, different interviews. Uh, a lot of it's, I mean, a lot of it's on her own story, but she's, Tracy's done a lot of work interviewing people. Um, so there's a lot of great information there. I definitely encourage you to check that out. And, and funny story on this is actually we uh, met, I guess you'd say that, is I didn't realize she had a channel and I was looking for some help on my website and I had, I had found you, I think, on Twitter and you have a, a PR type uh, you know, firm and you, and you do that type of stuff. So I actually reached out to Tracy to help me with my website and then when talking to her, then it was like, well, I, you know, have you seen my interview on Angie Atkinson? Would you guys have to see that? And then her own videos. And I was like, wait, what? So that's, we've actually, I guess, so it's been almost two really? years, right? It was, it was, it was like, you were just kind of just starting, starting. channel. Yeah. Yeah. It was a while ago. I know. So, it feels like a really long time though. <laughs> I, sometimes it feels long and sometimes it feels short. <laughs> What really prompted you to create the the NarcissisticAbuseSupport.com site? Because that's a that's a was a really great idea. Thank you. Um, I when I learned about this about two and a half years ago, I 
couldn't find enough resources um, that were being found and giving you information. And, and I was looking for help and yeah. I found it through organizations that every single state has, but like you, you wouldn't know how to find them. I only had made a website for a rape agency and they mm. knew about this. So they said, Oh, you know, this is the, the organization and they had like free counseling and I'd been to a therapist for a long time at that point, and their counseling validated everything that I have come to learn about. But I wanted to put it all in one place. So I created a, a list and a database of about a thousand um, organizations around wow. the US. And I just want people to know that that's out there. And so many survivors just don't know where to turn. If they can afford a therapist, um, they're afraid to go. So, you know, yeah. going to something like this um, where there is no bill, there is no paper trail to follow and um, they can get some help. That's why I built the site was to all those resources at once. Yeah, that's, that's tremendous. And and I think you hit on a really good point that, you know, most of the time when people are going through, I mean, if they're going through something that's that's... I guess in the mainstream, like, you know, physical abuse, you know, there's, 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 there are resources and, and, you know, most people know about it, but, but when you get into the nuances of the emotional abuse and, and the covert narcissistic abuse and, and that type of thing, I, I think people are really lost and they're alone and they don't feel that there are resources out there. To, so, so for something to, to validate that, that their, that what their experience was is legitimate and real I think helps to, to be able to go then seek uh, other resources or professional counseling to try to be able to heal from this. And this is not an easy thing to heal from. No. And, and what I learned, like very shortly, this was hyper learning. And, and I know most of the survivors get into that. Like, I'm a detective. You listen and Google and you watch yeah. and you learn a million different ways. So once they told me what it was then I could keep on looking. And so to me, that was so important. And my own journey was like, I was in a very small group run by a therapist that had mm. okay. six people. But what I found was it was six weeks for like $800. And oh, wow. that was only once a week. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, most people wouldn't be able to afford that either. And yeah. when I learned about these other resources, um, you know, I've, I can testify that they work, they give people legal aid. And, and you mentioned domestic violence in the, you know, punching and physical violence part. Mm -hmm. But in that world, which I have now become pretty enmeshed, um, emotional abuse and um, financial abuse, sexual abuse, all of these things fall under the same umbrella which is why we're entitled to these kinds of services. Yeah, that that's a good point. Labeled under domestic violence and I work with the Coalition Against Domestic Violence in Colorado. Um I'm on a survivor caucus and they tell me and I've been to two domestic violence conferences now that oh, wow. they can't say the word narcissist. You just got to call them abuser. And then you get all the legal services. 
I mean, oh, really? they know they know it's a um, narcissist, but you they can't promote it. Is what I'm saying. They can't go out and and say that on their website, but they support it. If that makes sense. I, I, yeah, I think it is, and I and I that's it's interesting you say that because I mean, in, in some of my discussions with uh, attorneys and you know some of the, that type of profession. If you do not have a, a, a diagnosis, throwing terms around don't help you, right? I mean, nar- narcissi- narcissistic abuse, and he's a narcissist or she's a narcissist, is so mainstream now that it's lost its effectiveness. You, you know, I mean, even on my channel, a lot of times, I mean, I will still use the terms, but I focus more on just, you know, toxic or narcissistic, toxic people, right? And I mean, and this is, but, but if I'm talking to someone about, Talking it to it like for their lawyer and through the court system, it's like don't don't go there because it doesn't help you. Focus no. on what what's going on. Focus on you know I'm being emotionally manipulated, financially uh, you know abused, uh, emotionally abused. This, this is what my kids are being targeted. Um, and I mean, and realistically, I would say take your your NP, your your cluster B terminology for the narcissistic abuse recovery community, and in those forums, you don't talk about it. Talk about the actual actions, not the thing. I, that's just interesting that, that those communities would say, we're not, we understand what it is, but we're not using the words. And I, and I can understand why they're doing that. Oh, and, and, and there's, there's political things and, and I'm not saying anything in, in this world. It's what is in the mainstream accepted in the psychology yeah. of, can they actually do that? Because if, if they want to prosecute someone who's, you know, done some physical abuse and, someone's just going, he's a narcissist, he's a narcissist, Yeah, that almost, you know, negates your credibility. It hurts your credibility. He's an abuser. And that's yeah. what the police call it. So you have to follow the court systems, the yeah. law, and like the agencies. So that's what I've learned is so important and, and that they give people all these services and, and it can help so many. Yeah, that's amazing. Do you have any articles um, about this specific topic on that, on your website? Have, I'm sure I do. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, okay. So if we can, if you can find that, um, I'll put it in the show notes so people can check that out because I think that would be a tremendous resource as well. Cause I, I think one of the problems, well, I mean this whole, there's a lot of issues with this, but I think one of the problems is, is when, when people first realize what they're dealing with, and, I mean, and there, there is a bit of, of, uh, well, there's validation and you feel like finally you're getting some answers. So you can really, like you were talking about earlier about becoming a detective and learning everything you can. And mm-hmm. it's so easy to, to start throwing the terms around and just enmesh yourself into the narcissistic abuse recovery community, which is helpful. But if you're in still in the midst of like the legal battle and custody battles and, and, and involving other people, you have to really be careful. I mean, I know we already said that. I just wanted to re- reiterate yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's the actions. And, yeah. and I actually had lunch last Friday with a police officer that was on this board of this symposium, this domestic violence symposium I went to last month. So we had lunch. So I wanted to hear from the um, cop right. what happens on a domestic violence call. And this could be not physical, but, mm-hmm. you know, in our state, and, and, and I think there's 23 states, there's a mandatory arrest law. So if you're fighting with your husband or your boyfriend um, and someone calls the police, here one person has to go to jail. Wow. So, 
And, and I just, to cl- I mean, and probably just to throw this out here, it's not mandatory that it's the guy, right? I mean, it's like who, right? who, whomever no. is his, who, yeah. whoever is the unlucky one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was interesting to hear how um, attuned they are or aren't to, yeah. like he said, because he's on this, this board of um, a domestic violence place, he... Right can identify. He takes more time. He goes, sometimes you can tell that the victim is the one who's hysterical and the one that's calm is usually the abuser because, you know, they can snap back out of it more than the, the, you know, victim who is like, what happened? So most cops would say it's the calm one right away. And so he's saying, they need more like him to be trained to understand. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe as the mask is unveiled on this and, and the professions are more in tune with what's really going on and can hold or hold people accountable who need mm-hmm. to be, maybe right. it'll change things. I mean, right now, um, I think, well, maybe, I don't know if it's changed now, but I mean, I know it, it seems like for the longest time, no one had any understanding of it, and everyone just made a rash decision in the, in the family court system and the law enforcement. And if you just happen to be the, the – if you were the target of narcissistic abuse and that person was able to manipulate the system, you're in for an experience that's probably going to change your life. Mm-hmm. So, and not yeah. for the better, <laughs> usually. Well, I think I think the, 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 I think in the end it's better. <laughs> I, I've had that conversation a few times on 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 some of my live shows where where it's like you know this may sound crazy, but once you're through this, this could end, end up being one of the best things that ever happened in your life because it's going to change. It's fundamentally going to change everything. It's going to feel like it's going to destroy your life in the process, and you know there's that fear that you won't make it through it. But if you can work on yourself. Do what you need to do, build, you know, do all the stuff that's required to really heal from this. You really have a good life on the other side of it. It's just the, it's a lot of pain to go through it. I mean, you know that I know that, you know, I am still working on myself and, um, just learning so much. It's fascinating when you open up the, the can of worms that you learn all this stuff and, and and then more forgiveness comes from things that you didn't know you were holding on to. Well, see, and that's an interesting point because a lot of times that's the catalyst for this. I mean, that's that's what what I think propels us into these toxic relationships in the first place is because there's something that we didn't deal with, mm-hmm. you know, years ago, or maybe when we were kids, or maybe with our parents, or 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 you know, whatever that source is. And as a result of it, it's causing us to 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 basically put ourselves right in the line of the train coming our way. Um, and, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy to go back to and, and deal with those past traumas and, and deal with that. So, yeah, I agree with you. It's a, it's a long... To your inner child. Who, who wrote that one? That's my night reading. <laughs> there you go. So, you guys, so that's the thing. Just keep, you know, keep working on yourself. Know that it's a slow process. Embrace it. And the payoff is, is huge. You know, I mean, and what you're doing right now, I mean, you know, two years ago, I would imagine the idea of you consolidating this information and, and being a voice in the narcissistic abuse support community, you, you, well, one, you didn't even know what it was, right? So, exactly. I mean, you know, where yeah. your life is today is completely, you know. My life has 
absolutely transformed. And I don't think I've ever been happier with my life. I just love time with my friends and, you know, being at home with my family. It's just, it's so, that's, I, and I'm glad you said, that. but let me ask you this. So two years ago when you were in the midst of it, did you ever think you'd be able to feel like that? No. Yeah. And I, 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 I mean, that was a leading question because I, I pretty much knew what the answer is, but I think it's an important question and an important answer because the people that are at the beginning of this, who, who feel lost and maybe they're looking at you and maybe they're looking at me and they're saying, well, maybe they didn't feel the same way. And, and we did, you know, no, I was so low for your audience. We're going to do like one minute on Tracy's okay. narcissist had her arrested and went to jail. And so I was so low and that was off of a marriage that was the worst divorce in our town's history. So the whole thing just happened. And, and I went into a deep dive and it was slow, but I never stopped learning. And it's not only learning about them. And that's so important to know. Mm-hmm. Um, we will talk about meetups in a minute, I know, but um, a lot of people that I meet get stuck learning about them. And they just uh, about their narcissist, you mean, right? About the narcissist yeah. or a sociopath or you know, abuser. They don't go into why me and why am I a magnet? Am I a codependent? Am I a people pleaser? Do I know how to set boundaries? There's so right. many things and so many amazing TEDx talks that inspire us and put us out of the, the depression that some survivors get stuck at. I think, and I'm glad you said that because I think it's real easy to get stuck in, I was the victim, they're the abuser, you know, they're bad and, and you focus on that and it traps you. You, you know, there is the risk that if you, if you embrace that part of it and you don't take that step out, that can be a circular loop that will just go on forever and ever. It's when you start doing what you're talking about and really looking at, at the bigger picture, the source where where this happened, and you know what your what your role on it is, it that's the transformational part part of this, in my opinion, anyways. I agree. So before we move on, I wanted to ask you about your um, your what is the 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 on your on your support site? What is the the thing you're most proud of of the NarcissisticAbuseSupport.com site? I met so many people um, in this arena that are helping and doing great things in the community. So I'm using my platform to teach people about other, you know, modalities of of getting better. And I have a um, two courses on my site right now that two of my friends developed one on getting out of that PTSD, allowing triggers to, you know, trigger you back. This course is amazing. And, and we designed it together for victims. And so, um, that's one thing. And then I have another friend, Cliff, that made a course on, um, almost getting rid of the anger and the, um, forgiveness piece of it, that forgiveness is not condoning, but it is releasing and get letting it go. So that's what I'm most proud of. That is awesome. See, I didn't, um, we haven't talked in a while, so I didn't realize that you were offering course. So that's off the website. You can find the courses. 
Yes, you can. Well, then you guys have to definitely check those out. Um, That is amazing. Are you planning on making more? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, working on a boundary one myself because I've been teaching a boundary kind of class at my meetups. So um, I'm like, you know what? A lot of people could you know, benefit from this. So I'm recording, you know, all the different pieces right now and creating workshops and nice. Yeah. So well, that's awesome. Well, then, okay. So this is a good segue. So, um, to talk about the lo- local meetups that you're doing. So talk a little bit about that. And, and I think you said you've been doing that for a couple of years. So just, you know, how mm-hmm. did that start out and then where is it growing? I mean, I know it keeps growing. So to, yeah, tell some, tell everyone about your local, uh, meetup groups in, in your area. So, um, there wasn't one in my local area. Um, I'm very close to Boulder, Colorado, and there wasn't one. So I had been doing like meetups for WordPress for the last five years. So I was kind of used to, I also had a video meetup and I was like, all right, I'll do another meetup. So I just started one on meetup.com and I had no people. And then Mm. it was only like two weeks and I got a call from a woman in Wyoming who said, when are you going to have the meetings? Because I have to plan staying down there. Like she was going to drive to my meetings for hours. So I said, I don't have any people yet. And she went, yes, you do. You have 17. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was like a week and a half had gone by and people just found it. Oh, wow. Oh, so, you weren't, so you weren't even really promoting it. You just threw it up on meet, uh, that's meetups.com. Yeah. It's meetup.com. Yeah. So, in, so on that, anybody looking check meetups.com on that. So, so how did that grow? I mean, so what was the first meeting like? I mean, when you, when you did that, how many people showed up for your first meeting? Um, I think there was probably about 10 or 11. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, we, I've always met in a library so you can get free space anywhere. Um, coffee shops, um, open office spaces generally will give a group like this free space. But for me, um, the center of town, it was a library that has beautiful rooms. So, um, we always meet there. And that first one, um, I didn't want to to like start it. I'm like, I'm not a therapist. This is at the very beginning of my recovery kind of, but, um, I actually reached out on meetup to every single meetup leader in the, in the U S and I spoke to about 50 of that, that time, 60 something. So I would have hour long conversations and they would advise me on what to, um, what to bring, what to say, what to do, you know, make sure you know everybody that it's a secure, safe place for people to feel, you know. So I got all this great advice and I had the meeting and I think every single person in the circle cried. Oh, I bet. I, I kind of feel like that was my biggest loss, lose, because I... I didn't know how to control people. You know, I was so newbie at it, but it didn't matter because they kept coming back because it was them just being able to release it. Yeah. But I could, I could imagine it was probably, I mean, just the raw emotions. And I mean, I said nice, but what, what I mean is just, I could see how emotional that would be for people to finally find a location and, and other real people who understand and have been through it and, and to have that. I mean, you can get validation online, but to actually have a real person in the same room 
who's, who's having the same experience and having a very similar, well, similar experience with the same raw emotions, that had to be pretty powerful. I could see how scary that would be, you know, to have that and go, oh my God, what am I, what am I running? So exactly. But it has grown and the friendships are so strong and just, I never know who I'm walking into the meetings um, and who's going, I mean, I know the, the names, right. I'll right. see them, but I don't know. There's, you know, anywhere from 20 to 40 people and, wow. and it could be all of them, adult children of narcissists, or it could be every half and half divorce and co-parenting okay. and it opens up like, like a different thing, a dynamic. So we always go around and just say our names, where we're from. A lot of people drive a couple hours to it. Um, and so we, then name who your narcissist was. So now I have an idea as the leader that most of the people are adult children of narcissists. And really? I would have yeah. really figured it would have been, you know, people dealing with relationships. So people are coming in because their mom or their dad was the, yeah. the oh, wow. Yeah. Now, is that because they've, they've drilled down to identify that the source is their parent? Or is it just because that is... That is, uh, in many cases, um, you know, and and a lot of survivors like myself had a narcissistic parent, but then got into romantic relationships. So... See, it's, I would have thought that bad. would have been the, 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 the that's what I thought the, the, the trend would have been. That's surprising. Yeah, I know. But we actually had, do you know Dr. Carol McBride? Yeah, well, not personally, but I know the name, yeah. Uh, she's here in Colorado. So I had her come to one of my meetups and, oh, nice. um, because I had so many adult children of nar- you know, narcissistic parent, um, come at the group. And so she came and that was an awesome meetup. Oh, that's a tremendous resource, man. It's amazing that you have those resources local to you. That's just, that's astounding. And to be able to bring them in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if somebody, if somebody's looking to, uh, I mean, you, you brought up a good thing with, with people traveling and that was one of the things that in the live show I had the other day where some people were saying, well, there's a meetup, but it's two hours away. And then I, I think people get to the are you know, they're like, well, is it really worth it? Cause I could see that for me. It'd be like, okay, you know, there's a meetup, you know, maybe downtown LA. I mean, do I really want to try to drive down there and, and do that? So with your experience on what people have gone through, what you what would you say to people like that that are in that mode trying to decide whether they should go or not? Try it. You know, I mean, if it is a, a very long ride and, you know, you want to stay in a hotel or an Airbnb for the night, if it's a two or four hour thing and you don't want to do it, because if you go to something like that and you see what it is, it's so easy to create one in your area. You don't have yeah. to be a YouTuber or a therapist to start one of these. And um, the Denver one has grown so big. It's like 350 people. So, that's, see, that's a really good yeah, – and that, I think that's great advice, right? So if you're in an area that doesn't have one, find a location and set it up yourself. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, you were – like you said, you were early in your, in your recovery process – and uh, we're still able to to pr- create a way for people to really come in local. I mean, locally and and meet and and yeah. and I'm a, I would imagine that you're probably helping people a lot. I mean, especially in that area. I actually had a um, a YouTube subscriber um, who 
had seen I was in this area. She came to her daughter was having a softball tournament in Denver and she came to my Denver meeting. Like she left her, her kids were, you know, teenagers wow. and they stayed with other friends and she came to the meetup and she like cried when she saw me. She's like, there's nothing like this where I live, you know? Yeah. And then her and I went out to like a coffee shop until two o'clock in the morning talking. Wow. Yeah. So she's like, and now my friend, it's pretty well, cool. That's cool. I mean, and I, you know, one, one nice thing about the community is it's a, uh, uh, full of very caring, empathetic people. Mm-hmm. I think, I think we're one of the lucky or not one. I think the one interesting thing or nice thing about this niche niche is the people are really pretty good. I mean, the subscribers are great. The, I'm sure your, your interaction on your things, uh, online and, and in person are great. And that's the same experience I've had with my live shows. It's just, it's very giving people very, you yeah. know, it's, it's amazing. So on that, I say that because anyone out there who is worried about it, give it a try. You know, if there's one in, in your area, make the, make the trip. And, uh, when, then once you feel comfortable, try to create one locally, you know, I mm-hmm. mean, I think it's, a and it's, it's a, it's a tremendous thing. It's a tremendous thing to be a part of. And, and there's, there's no way of any one group being the similar to another. So if there's one an hour this way and an hour that way, you know, go to this one, don't rule out trying this one. Um, yeah, good point. you know, just they're never the same. There is no specific program. Sometimes we just do small groups and everyone breaks up by, you know, maybe they're, you know, parent uh, divorcing, whatever. Um, and sometimes I'll, I'll have a a speaker or sometimes we'll do, um, a lesson and I'll do my boundaries thing and, um, everybody gets out of their chairs and we're all interacting and doing things like that. So, um, you know, they're all different. And even within mine, they're different every time. So, so how many, so across the, well, let's just say the United States. Cause I mean, and do you have them listed? Is it, is it a resource uh, mm-hmm. throughout the world or throughout the U S the meetups are, are sadly only in the U S meetup.com only services, you know, oh, here. Okay. So I did not realize that. I've okay. Lots of people from countries all over the place telling me we don't have that here. So, um, I have other resources when we got to that directory where all the state functions and things like that. Um, we've gotten resources and therapists from all over the world now in our therapist directory. Okay, great. Well then that's a real, okay. Cause I get that question a lot too, you know, who's a good therapist in my area, you know, and I know my area, which is not, you know, 99.99% of everybody is not where I'm at. So that's great. So I, I mean, so people really have to check out your site because it's just loaded, packed full of, of resources and, and help. How many, how many, um, meetups do you think there are throughout that are you list right now? You know, we keep, we keep, um, like once a month, um, my admin will check okay. the okay. list, the list that we have against, because some of them close and I've oh, okay. tried to join, um, all of them where I could, so that if they are having someone step down or, you know, I can see it and then go, Oh, we've got to remove that off our site. And then we do a scan to see if there's any more. So that it's, again, you're getting those state resources, you're getting books to read, you're getting a blog written by, you know, maybe 150 or more contributors. It's all a communal blog. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's, it's, (laughs) 
You've done a lot of work on that, Tracy. I'm, I'm very, very happy, proud of you. I don't know what the right word is, but I mean, I'm just, it's, it's, it's exciting, you know? I mean, yeah. it's exciting to see the resources that are out there for this type of thing. I mean, I know mm-hmm. when I was going through this, oh, geez, you know, I'm trying to think, what, six years ago, and I learned about it two years, so like four years ago, it, there wasn't as much stuff out. I mean, there were a couple of um, uh, YouTube channels, a couple of blogs, you know, few, a few books, not, not many. And it was just a vacuum of information. And, you know, nowadays there's a lot of different voices out there, a lot of different resources. Um, if somebody doesn't resonate with you, there's, there's somebody who probably will, you know. So there's a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, availability on that. So, yeah, anybody watching this, I mean, it, I would, you know, check out a meetup group. Uh, find one. Find ones where you can actually find some, some, you know, real human beings to interact with. And if there's not one in there, don't be afraid to, to set one up. Even if it's early for you, just to have an opportunity to meet some people who are going through the same thing. And hey, Tracy, do you have resources? I mean, if somebody wanted to do that, like let's say hypothetically, I was going to try to create one in my area. Could I work? Could I reach out to you to get some help on doing that? I mean, absolutely. Uh, I've talked to quite a few people, and um, I know that they've set up groups, and I've kind of they've called me with questions along the way, and they've just okay. been on their own and doing well. So. Yeah, that's awesome. happy to help anyone. And they can just get to you through, well, what's the best way for people to get through you on? Is it through the website or? Yeah, I'll give you my email. We can put it down below with the website. Awesome. Um, so I'll so, give you that. The other thing we were talking about, or I think you mentioned it, we, we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago and I, I think it happened. You were going to have, you're actually having live guests on your, or not on your show, but in your meetings, you're, you're like bringing people in like from satellite, right? I mean, how is that working out? We zoomed actual, it was, it was about two weeks ago. We zoomed Ross Rosenberg from Chicago oh, wow. okay. into our, into our meetup. And, um, it was well, how pretty did that cool. Go? That was that, I mean, so did he like host a session or was it like a Q and a, or how did that, uh, how did, how did uh, that go? It was, it was kind of a mix of both. Um, he created a presentation and okay. he recorded it. And I don't know that I haven't seen that it's out yet because on um, the video, like I didn't have the camera showing the audience before we recorded, we um. panned so that he could see the audience and everybody waved at him. But there were, you know, kind of people didn't want to be on a video if they're going through a divorce or, you know, something like that. So for privacy matters, we aimed it at like the wall. So he's just, you know, manipulating that. Uh, I didn't even think, you know, presented, he talked about, um, and, and he asked everybody could ask questions and he gave away some free books and everybody was cool. So, oh, that's yeah. awesome. So is he going to put that on, are, are, is that video, that talk going to go online then? Is he planning, is he planning on posting that or are you posting yeah, that? Yeah, he or? is. I'm having, I didn't want, I was like, I was working the room and getting, drawing things up, you know, okay, all their names okay. and everything. So, um, yeah, he recorded the whole thing and I know he's gonna, he presented like some really cool content about his childhood in that oh, wow. um, okay. things that he doesn't normally talk about. So. I well, that'll be gonna- interesting. So, if uh, if if that post before this post, let me know, and I'll if if I, if it's if that's available, I'll put that in the show notes and the yeah. description as well. That sounds like a really uh, a really good video to watch. Yeah. So I, I think he had fun. He'd never done that before. 
but I've been in touch with the girl from Chicago. So there's, there is a meetup in his area and oh, okay. I introduced them and she was trying to coordinate with him as well to just go there because he's there. So, you know, that, is he going to start going to that meetup or, or I mean, no, I know he's pretty he busy. Thought he'd be a guest and, and do what he did at mine and give back to the community and, um, you know, just no, that's show great. people that these are a really good resource. And I'm sure reading his book is good too. Yeah. I know he has a couple, uh, a couple of books out. Um, the, let's see, um, where do you see, I mean, what are you doing next? I mean, I, you know, you, you've got what you're building right now. Where are you heading? What's, what, what's, what's the next step? Um, I really want to make money from this and not to mm. make money, but to help people by showing them these things that I've, I've learned about and developed. Um, that would be my ideal thing to raise the awareness, to right. continue to bring in, you know, people that. You know, I, I hit up Brene Brown. Now, I haven't heard back from her, but I'm going to keep on pounding until I can interview so many different people. But getting resources to, you know, be able to find more resources or have a, right, a, a right. phone line or an answered email thing. I get so many emails, I have to take my email off the website. Right. So, um, you know, just I, I just feel like this is a calling and the more I work with the domestic violence agencies, um, I see how much bigger the picture is. And yet we're all survivors and um, it doesn't have to define us. To me, that's the most important message to people is we don't have to live there. And the other side of this rainbow is so much bigger. And so I want to help people get there. Oh, I hear you on that one. I, very, very similar, uh, uh, calling on, on my, on my side. And I, you know, and, and you brought up an interesting point, you know, trying to basically make this self-sufficient. A, a lot of these things, uh, resources are created by people who are doing it part-time and, you know, it's a labor of love and it's a passion. Uh, I know we both have that. And, yeah. uh, but it's, but it's also hard whenever you're trying to, to work a, a full-time job that's not within this niche. And then uh-huh. you're still in every moment you can to try to do something. So yeah, being able for it to be self-sufficient and, and grow and continue to provide support for people is, is tremendous. So yeah. I'm look, I, was, f- I went to lunch last Friday with a woman that impressed me so much that I want to do more of what she does. She um, has actually, she did a TEDx talk on parental alienation. She is a professor at one of the colleges here in Colorado and she is a researcher. So her teams and these, these grad students do all the research for parental alienation and they're actually changing the, 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 she's publishing a paper that is peer reviewed and and it's going into the journals to help victims get this classified into domestic violence. That's that's tremendous. And there is actions that can be done. Well, and I know that's been a a problem with the parental alienation term is the, from what I've read about it is, is it's not, it, there's a lot of controversy around it. So somebody mm-hmm. to do it with a peer-reviewed and data-based 
uh, system, or not system, but uh, approach is going to add validity to it and then really be able to start having change, which is, you know, and which is amazing. And I know that there's, there's, there's moms and there's dads that have been victim of parental alienation. Um, it doesn't matter what site it's on. It's, it's horrible. Uh, it's, it's just devastating for the parent. Um, it's devastating for the kids, even though they're in the middle of it and sometimes they don't understand it, but there's going to be lifelong impacts for kids that have been alienated and forced or coerced to, to denigrate and, and choose a different parent and neglect another one. I mean, it's just, it's horrible. That's great news. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. That had to be but an just awesome the way she was like researching. Wouldn't it be nice if there was some way to get something like the victims of narcissistic abuse, like research, like let, yeah. let's yeah. have some stats. Let's give people hope in, you know, getting out of this on the other side. Um, there, there's so much that isn't behind this. And that's why in the medical community and the legal community, we aren't getting the legal support and the financial support of agencies. So I do. Yeah. I want to gather data. I'm like, that sounds so cool. <laughs> that is, that's amazing. That's, that's really great news. Does she know what, what's the time frame on that to, to be complete? It'll be in the middle of June when it's launched. And, um, she's actually coming on my show next week. So I'm oh, really okay. Excited. Awesome. Then everyone will definitely, probably by the time this is released, it'll be an old show. So I'll put a link for that in the show notes as well. But so definitely check that out. See, and that's the thing, right? I mean, things are really starting to change. I mean, there, there's awareness of this and some and focus on this where it's really going to affect change. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, it's not going to be overnight. I mean, I get that. I mean, I'm not, you know, <laughs> naive on that, but just the direction things are going is, is amazing. Be recognized, you know, for, for it to be recognized by police, by yeah. judges, by lawyers, by doctors, so important that the line gets exposed so that there is data so that they right. have to listen. No, that's amazing. So that's exciting. That's I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So, um, that'll be neat off the, uh, um, that, that's just adding a, it's making us making me smile. Just the, the, the fact that the, to, that there really is change. It's not just these random voices, you know, trying to scream the truth into the night, you know, and, and finding people who have been targeted from it. It's really starting to, to morph into something that, that's, I think really has the ability to, to create some real change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think we are on the cusp of it with um, the Me Too movement and people being more free to open up. Yeah. But what happens with a lot of victims, and I say victims is because they're in the middle, the beginning of the stage and, and yes. they're learning. So when they, they come into that, very often they're isolated because their friends and family, A, don't understand, B, don't want to listen and are yeah. tired yeah. of it. So that's the benefit of the meetups. That's the, the whole circle of life here is you make friends with people that understand. Yeah. And that's so key. And, and, you know, I think that's where you, where we see, I think both of us can say that where we, we see our communities really thrive is whenever they get the validation and then they have a support group of people, even if it's virtual, that they get it, that they could come online and they can say, you know, this is what's going on. You know, hey, this is what happened today. And people can really, 
you know, moms or dads or, or even if they don't have any, if they're not in the divorce kids scenario, it's, there's a community there that understands it and they get it and they're like, okay, yeah, you know, you're, what you happen, what happened is real. Mm-hmm. Here's some techniques to deal with it. And, uh, you know, and you're right. I mean, I even have that in my own situation, not what I was just saying, but the, the flip side to it, to where people are just really, can you talk about something else? You know, every, you know, people get divorced all the time. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's a tough thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing to see where things are going. So what else is going on that you would like to tell people about before we wrap this up? Um, I actually, I have a, a new quiz on my site that nice. lets people kind of identify where they are in the recovery and really? then funnel them into what they might need. So if they're really in the beginning, then start here with all of these resources that we've got. If you're in the next stage and you are, you know, self-awareing and understanding and ready to, to, to invest in yourself in time to, to do something like one of these courses. And, you know, we just, we have a funnel at the end that we say here, now give back and start a meetup or do something else. So that is um, amazing. I love that. Yeah. When did you roll that out? I, you know, this is my business was marketing. So right. it, I'm, I'm not like, just like we have been doing this for 26 years for, <laughs> you know, plastic surgeons and trust me, it's much better to do it for me. <laughs> yeah. No, that's funny. So I mean, that's great though. That's, I had, I haven't heard about that, but that's, I mean, cause I've talked about the different phases, but to have a resource that you can go through a quiz and then find out, Hey, you're here. You know, mm-hmm. because I, you probably have a similar issue that I do sometimes where it's like, who, what phase are you targeting this video for, or this live stream or this meeting for, because you're missing, you're too far advanced for some people and you're too far, you know, too early for others. And that's amazing that to have a resource like that, I, I'll have to start sending people to that because that's, uh, that's really cool. So I'll have to check. I, did, I didn't realize you were do, that you had done that. So so you, and you know what? We didn't a... talk about this <laughs> yet, but I just had this brilliant idea. Um, if you can figure out a way to get the people that listen to this to enter their name or something, maybe by leaving a comment or something, mm-hmm. and you draw a winner, uh, I'll give them either our forgiveness and anger program or our PTSD and getting over your triggers and getting back your life program. So that is okay. All right, guys. So on that, on both the YouTube video or uh, a note on the, uh, on the, on the uh, show notes, just say, uh, enter me or what what would be a good phrase? What would be a good hashtag? I want to heal. I, there you go. Put that I want to heal in the uh, in the comment in the video or in the show descriptions. I'll get all that to to Tracy, and then she can do a random drawing. That was that's awesome, and that's an excellent way to end the show, Tracy. That is thank you. Just give so, to me. <laughs> that is phenomenal. So hey, thanks for hanging out with us today and talking about all the cool stuff that you're doing. And and um, I mean, I learned a lot today. I didn't some things that that I hadn't even realized you were working on. So thank you for sharing that. Again, guys, make sure you you check out Tracy's stuff. I'll put all the links in the in the description and in the show notes. And uh, you know, just just know that this is not. You know, if you're in the beginning stages of this, that's not your life. You're not gonna you're not gonna be defined by this experience. You have the ability to grow and heal, and to really get the life that you deserve. 
Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I love you, my friend. It's awesome. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Tracy Malone. Make sure you head over to the website, dadsrivingdivorce.com, and sign up for the giveaway and to look at the show notes. And stay tuned next week for my episode with Debbie Mirza, the author of The Covert Passive-Aggressive Narcissist. 